Chris Wendelkin. Welcome back. This is On The Line, my podcast where I talk all things NBA. The NBA season's back. We do some NBA deep dives, drafts, news from around the league. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at me at onthelinepod underscore pod. You can find me on Instagram if you're, that's your thing. Um, if you like the show, you want to send me, uh, I don't know, you want to drop me a line, you have an NBA question about your your team, your fantasy team, whatever it is, you can send me that at onthelinepod at gmail.com. Last, if you could please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. I greatly appreciate it. All right, guys, welcome back. The NBA season is finally here. Mercifully, we have survived the off season, the summer, and um, yeah, I mean, what a first week it's been. I, I gotta say, like opening night between Philly and Boston, they they pick up where they left off last year. Boston just pushing them around. You know, Philly's really got to figure some stuff out, making them look silly, um, and that Boston team just looks looks loaded. And then uh, in the evening, you know, we had OKC at Golden State. OKC really hung with them. I was very impressed. So um, all the League Pass games this week, super fun. I hope you guys have been uh, just enjoying it. You know, the start of the NBA season is always so optimistic and hopeful. So I hope it's been good for you guys watching your your hometown teams, rooting for your your draft picks, your free agent acquisitions. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is always the best. You know, everyone's filled with optimism. So fun time of year. Um, quick aside, if you guys are looking for a little extra NBA content, little extra NBA talk. I am on my friend Amir Blumenfeld's podcast. That's called Buckets. Um, if you're interested, you can find that in iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or I don't know where that wherever the hell you get podcasts these days. Um, we do a very fun draft of NBA over-unders. Uh, it's me, Amir, uh, Billy, Skifuri, our friend Adam Lustig, Marty, our friends Jesse and Zeus. Um, it's super fun and silly, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. So head over there and find that. But on today's show, we are going to talk with my buddy Dave Futternick. Dave and I recorded this uh, podcast in LA towards the end of the last week. I've been traveling a bunch, so uh, apologies. Just hang in there with me as the season kicks into full gear. We'll have some more detailed thoughts and analysis on you know the games of the week. But for now. Here's a fun little glimpse into the psyche of a couple of manic, crazy New Yorkers. Enjoy it. This is the Knicks State of the Union podcast with the one, the only, Dave Futternick. All right. So uh, I guess this is it. You ready to go? Yeah. We're back. All right. So this is On the Line. I'm here with David Futternick. Uh, Dave, you are an NBA New York Knicks super fan. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Knicks season opens today. How first of all, how you feeling about the upcoming season? What's your state of mind? What are, what, are, what are these opening days typically like for you as a Knicks fan? I mean, usually terrible. Yeah. Uh, this time it's like bad because like you know the team's going to be terrible. Yeah. But are uh, you? So are we, you? We, we were at summer league together. That's so right. we saw uh-huh. Kevin Knox. Yes. Who was a. Uh, Way better in summer league than he was in the preseason. Right. But I also think we feed too much into both of those things. Totally. I think they both don't really matter a whole lot. True. Um, I like that Fisdale is starting him off the bench. Yeah. I think he's committed to this idea of making sure that everybody is working as hard as possible. Yeah. And 
we'll see how things turn out. It's the Knicks. Yeah, man. Uh, are you so are, as a Knicks fan? So like, walk me back through your like fandom. <laughs> like, this uh-huh. is the first time you're on my pod, so like right. you're introducing yourself to my audience. Like, tell us about like your first memories as a Knicks fan. Did you gr- you grew up in Connecticut? Yeah, originally from Long Island. Okay, and then yeah. when I was when I was pretty young, like three. Okay. We moved to Connecticut. So, so in Connecticut, you kind of have your your pick of the New England teams or the New York yeah. teams. And my whole family's from New York. So. so you just have to like identify as... So yeah, yeah, yeah we were yeah. very much like yeah, a totally. New York Jewish family. <laughs> that was our identity. <laughs> yeah. And if you like, you know, if you didn't support that, then you had no place in the family. Of course. So. Of course. Um, so you grew up on like Starks, Ewing, Oakley. Absolutely. All the guys we yeah. loved from like the late 90s The teams. NBA Jam team. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the last, I guess, I don't know, 15 ish years have been pretty bleak at least pretty bleak. Even that last team that made the finals, which is still like the only eight seed to make it. It did feel like kind of a fluke. <laughs> oh, totally, dude. Wasn't that was the lockout season, right? It was the lockout season. So it was a short and season. And they were an eight seed, right? They were the eight seed. Uh, now, a Ewing, lot of things went th- their e- way. Ewing was hurt, and Cam- Ewing was hurt, and Camby played the five. Is that right? Yes. Am I remembering that right? And I mean, look, I, I love that team. I yeah. love Sprewell. Sprewell. I love Allen Houston, right. and Larry Johnson. Right. Like, and Marcus Camby actually went to my high school, so Did he he'll really? always be one of my favorite players. Oh wow! Yeah, I guess he's um, from that part of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, went to UMass, right? He went to UMass, which people weren't <laughs> so happy about. He didn't stay in state, but uh, all right. But UConn also wasn't what it, it oh, was. Oh wait, so eventually. he was from Connecticut and he was went from Hartford, Connecticut, to UMass, and went to UMass. Oh, that's but like, at that point, like Calipari was like the yeah. the sexier uh, sure. coach. Yeah, uh, had uh, had UConn won a title yet? No, no. So so you can't knock him for that. Wow. Uh, it was the you know because this was like pre uh, Ray Allen days. Yeah. Um, but uh, I love I love those like. Uh, late 90s, early 2000 Knicks, but, yeah. you know, it was kind of fluky. Yeah, for but sure. they made it to that finals. For sure. And who would have known that was the start of the, the pop era Dude. of the NBA? I mean, crazy. <laughs> yeah, and it was just the beginning of the end for us. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so, like, it's been like a it's been like a shitty 15 years or so, I would Horrible. say. Horrible. And I went to school in New York, so I wasted a lot of money in the like <laughs> mid-2000s on really bad teams. Did you really? Because, you know, I mean, at you MSG... Like, go to games, buy I tickets. I went to so many games. Oh, wow. And even up in the nosebleeds, you know, MSG... I mean, that's the great thing about Knicks fandom is, like, everybody still supports the team. Of course, It's man. always a sellout. Yeah. Uh, even I mean, when the like, team is terrible. You're going to the garden. Right. You know, it's like... Yeah, it's even, always a draw. Yeah, dude. Even if it's, like, a shitty game, even... Even if it's embarrassing, it's still pretty cool. Yeah, and it's usually <laughs> and it's usually embarrassing. You're going to the fucking garden. Well, and also usually you're seeing some guy on the other team yes. like have like a career game. So yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm gonna go see Kobe Bryant like make like, like put outscore on a show. the entire Knicks team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it's been pretty bleak the last 15 <laughs> or so years. Yes. So. Okay, so uh, we are talking on, what is it, Wednesday. This podcast will probably come out later, maybe Sunday or Monday of next week. Gotcha. So um, it's it's opening day for the Knicks. Right. Talk me through your, like, psychology as a Knicks fan. At this point, we are, like, 15, you know, 18 years into, like, really dark shit here. Right. Are you... We haven't had our draft picks so many of these years. Oh or we've drafted horrible people. Dude, maybe we... Maybe... 
God, we're going off the rails here a little bit, but I kind of love it. Like maybe do we need to really just run back who like some of the like real blunders of those early 2000 teams were? I mean, what 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 was what was the Antonio McDice trade? What that was a uh, Nene for McDice. Right. So, so Nene ended up being that pick. Yeah. So we would have had Nene, which yeah. would have been better than McDice. I'm trying to think of all the different first round draft picks we've traded like, away. Even the ones that we had. <clears throat> Even the ones that we had, like Ronaldo Bachman. Jesus. I mean, yeah. Or like the Bargnani trade. Right. Like, there's just so many mess ups. Oh, my or like, God. Bring, or bringing in guys that, like, seemed like it was going to be fun. And Which then, GM like, was responsible for Bargnani? Was that Leighton? No. Uh, I, was, was or it was it. Um, it was before Donnie Walsh. Or, or was Donnie Walsh still uh, there yet? I got to Google this. Or was it Glenn Grunwald? Oh man, Andre Bargnani. I mean, those years just are like it's s- such a blur, man. Such a blur because yeah. it was just so much terrible. You know, I mean, Donnie Walsh spent so much time clearing cap, and then yeah, dude. Well, we were you chasing. Know, we're, we're, we were chasing Melo. Well, LeBron agency, right? Like that was the original Donnie Walsh right. plan. Was like, right. let's clear the deck. Let's like clear off all this room, and maybe we can get him to come play at MSG. And it didn't I happen. Do, I do so. remember watching the decision live, and really, I remember just that day. Were you living in New York at that point, or were you in Connecticut? I, I just no, no. I w- I actually just moved here to LA. Okay, because um, wow. I remember where I was watching, and I remember that that just that whole day, I was like, I know it's kind of a long shot, but yeah. like I know the Knicks are in the mix, like. He might go to the Knicks, and you know now it seems like oh my god, how naive. Yeah, but but that happens like every year. It's yeah, like yeah. you know that's how I feel about um, you know we kn- we know now that like Kyrie's not coming, but Durant. But now with the Durant sweepstakes, it's like this always happens, uh, right? It's, it always happens, and <laughs> I, like half of it is like, I feel like these guys camps just kind of trying to build yeah the, value the value like build up their value, and even if he does come, I mean my god, like. Is there any worse climate, like media climate, for him to be thrust into? Oh my into? god! Like he gets into tantrums Dude, with like he's like a thirteen-year-olds with like twenty followers. Yeah, like <laughs> he's like yeah, that would be oh fucking awful, man. He's gonna answer questions like in a city with like twenty newspapers and yeah. like you know fifty bloggers. So yeah, this really sets it down. Let's talk about like. <laughs> 1999, first round, we take Frederick Weiss in the first round. <laughs> Frederick Weiss. Hall of Famer. Oh, my God. Future Hall of Famer. Seven-footer out of France. This guy was going to be the heir apparent to Patrick Ewing. Right. Obviously didn't work out. In 2001, in the first round, we took Donnell Harvey. Does that ring a bell? In no. In the second round, we took LeVar Postel. He went to St. John's. Okay. In 2001, guy. we took Michael Wright. Yep. In the first round of 2002, we took Nene and traded and him. Tra- that was the yep. trade. Yep. Uh, in 2003, we took, oh, Sweetney? God. Sweetney? Michael Sweetney? No. Yeah. No, 2003, we took Michael Sweetney. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Funny story about him. Yeah. Uh, my mom would, like, never let me uh, get, like, um, expensive jerseys. Right. <laughs> So I have a very weird array of like whatever yeah. was like in the knock- like like yeah. the clearance rack. So yeah. I have like John Wallace, uh, John oh Wallace like mixed jersey. Oh my god! I have a did Michael you have um, jersey. did you have any of them with like the black bar? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I love the black bar. You people. were on the black well, bar. Well, like because I saw like the Lakers are going to do the black bar this season. They're which doing looks, black bar. Yeah, which looks weird on the Lakers jersey. Wait, like black bar on the yellow on the gold? Yeah. Wow. 
No which kidding. doesn't look right. Black bar. Uh, but all these Knicks fans were freaking out because they're like, no, dude, that's ours. Yeah, like, yeah. You got to bring that back. <laughs> yeah, Michael Sweetney, uh, Trevor Ariza was a second round pick in 2004. Mm-hmm. 2005, Channing Fry, David mm-hmm. Lee in 2005. Um, Ronaldo Bachman, Marty Collins, Wilson oh, Chandler, God. Danilo Gallinari, Jordan Hill, Andy <laughs> Routens, Landry Fields, Iman Shumpert. Um <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr., Clay Anthony Early, he was a second round pick. Oh God, Jesus! Yep. And then we traded for to have that pick too. I think it was like the yeah, beginning for, of Phil's for uh, Clay Anthony, era. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, dude. Oh, I remember that night, man. I remember that draft, and I remember sending fucking Adam Lustig YouTube highlights of Clay Anthony Early, <laughs> and I was like, no, man, he looks legit. He's coming out of Wichita State. Right. He's a versatile small forward. Right. They say he has a game like LeBron. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't think so, man. Uh, didn't he get shot at a strip club? Yes. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. And then uh, finally in 2015, we hit we hit it with Porzingis. Then last year, uh, Frank Nalakina. Yeah, the, like the one good thing that uh, Phil did was yeah. draft Porzingis, and then he proceeded to try to trade him away That's on right. draft night. That's you right. That? Yeah, I was freaking out. Wait, on draft night? On draft night, the next the next oh, following next, year to the Celtics, right? Yes. Jesus. Yeah, so it's been a bleak 15, been 20 terrible. years. Yeah. So that being said, yeah, I do feel like, you know, new coach, the coach that I wanted. Yeah, me um, too. Why are you optimistic about Fizdale? I mean, maybe it's like cult of personality, but yeah. he's just really easy to enjoy. He says yeah. all the right things. He seems to be pushing the guys pretty hard in practice. Love um, it. He, he's, I, feel I like mean, he, he has, look, I mean, look at all these guys who played for him, uh, when he was an assistant in yeah. Miami, they yeah. love him. Yeah, man. You know, and I feel like the Marcus Gasol stuff got so blown out of proportion totally. and, uh, and like, I think he got a bad rap, but most players seem to really you enjoy remember, playing like, for him. You remember like LeBron and Wade flipped out when he lost his job. They're yeah. like, we need an explanation. Why yeah. did this guy lose his job? It looked like Bosch came to that preseason game to yeah. see him uh, the other night. That's, oh, really? Uh, because apparently he's not done yet. Oh, no. Like, oh, God. Oh, no. That, oh, I'll stay away from him. That feels like a <laughs> yeah. Nick signing. Oh, God. Yep, yep. Oh, shit. Uh, so hopefully he stays away from the Knicks. But uh, no, I'm excited about Fizz. And I'm excited about Perry. I, like, Yeah. It does feel like there's a significant effort to, one, keep Dolan the hell away from the team. Yeah. Um, and he has been better... Yeah, in the last couple of years, like for keeping sure. his nose out of things. Dude, he's into that band, man. He's Dude, super into. Keep his him band. on the road with that fucking band forever. <laughs> Let's just keep booking him. Get yes. get him dates, man. Keep him hey, out of town. Casinos of the world. <laughs> keep booking that <laughs> yeah, band. James Dolan, <laughs> yeah, please. So, a quick backstory on the last year or so. So, Scott Perry was hired as Knicks GM in July of 2017. He was brought in in his first year. He retained the services of Jeff Hornacek right. and then promptly traded Carmelo Anthony for Ennis Cantor, Doug McDermott, and a second round pick and drafted Frank Nilakina. Mm-hmm. The Knicks sputtered last year. Kristaps Porzingis tore his ACL in February. The team finished 29 and 53, 11th in the East, and they missed the playoffs for the fifth straight season. So this past offseason, Hornacek gets fired. He gets let go. Fizdell's brought in. The Knicks draft Kevin Knox and big man Mitchell Robinson in the first round. Ennis Cantor picks up his $18 million option and Mario Hazonia signs a one-year contract. That's basically like the long and short of like what's happened for the Knicks in the last year. Yeah, those are the broad strokes. Um, So it's opening day. It's Mm -hmm. opening day. Are you feeling any bit of optimism with this squad? Totally. Totally. Give me your... your... I mean, it doesn't take much. (laughs) Jeez, man. So why why are you feeling optimistic this year? 
Well, it feels like there's a like cultural shift. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were just talking about Fizz. The thing about yeah. him that I'm excited about, man, is like he does really remind me of like early or mid nineties Knicks teams like that, like grit yep. and grind, like mm-hmm. defense first. We're going to run hard in practice. Like you earn your minutes. Right. I really respect that ethos that he like brings to the team. And I think like that resonates with the fans in New York, you know, totally. like it's a New York, that's like a New York vibe that hasn't been there in a while. Definitely. So now it's just a matter, I guess, of the personnel. It's like, do right. we have the guys to, to do it? Yeah. Well, I mean, not yet. No. Uh, not yet. No, but these are my hopes for the year. Okay. The young core. So yeah. Knox. Yeah. Nilakina. Yeah. Um, Mitchell Robinson. Yep. Alonzo Trier. Yeah. These guys get a lot of run. Yeah. They build some chemistry. Yeah. And then hopefully, I don't want KP getting rushed back. Okay. But I also think it will be such a mistake if he doesn't get some run this season. I totally I agree, mean, man. You're going to have a guy sit out almost two years. Yeah. Like, how do you come back from that? Yeah. Um, Let's run through the roster real quick. And yeah. you can uh, tell me anyone you're excited about. You are so in the weeds and in deep with the Knicks. You'll have mm-hmm. wisdom for you know the listening audience. But the roster real quick. Ron Baker, Trey Burke, Damian Dotson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Mario Hazonia, Isaiah Hicks, Ennis Cantor, Kevin Knox, Luke Cornett, Courtney Lee, Emmanuel Moutier, Frank Nilakina, Chris Tapps Porzingis, Mitchell Robinson, Lance Thomas, Alonzo, Alonzo Trier, and Nola Von, Vonley. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone on the team you're super excited about? Obviously, we know about, you know, Knox and Mitchell are, I think, you know, what we're most excited about. I love that we got Mitchell from the mellow trade. Yeah, man. Tell (laughs) me a little bit about him, like what we know about him, like just like the bullet points. So he's first round talent and could have been top half of first round um, if he had gone to college. He he agreed to go to Western Kentucky um, and then his mom had moved to, he's from Louisiana, he's from New Orleans. Uh, his mom had moved to Houston, and he decided that he just wanted to take the year off and just be with his family. Um, so, I, I, you know, people worried that he had personality issues because yeah. he did that. Like, left but, the team, what's right, that mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, people were also worried that he didn't have a year with a college right. coach under his belt, which right. is totally fair. Right. Because, I, I mean... I, we saw him him at summer league too, and yeah. obviously he's very raw. Sure, he has a, a lot to work on. Seven foot one in sneakers, seven four wingspan. Um, I mean, what's the like hope? I, I guess the hope is like you know, in eighteen months, we're looking at like the twin towers with Porzingis right. and Mitchell, right? Right. How do you imagine them playing together on the floor? Is it is it Mitchell playing? in the paint as a five on D or do you imagine him as a four? Like, no, I imagine KP at the four and KP then, at the yeah, four yeah, and yeah. Mitchell at the five. Obviously all these plans don't include Cantor, which is kind of like the, yeah, you know, bugaboo. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's got a one year uh, uh, contract yes. now. So yeah. yeah, as much as I love him, are I think, we, are we, I think he's a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. I love his personality. For I love sure. his tenacity. Yes. He can't play defense. And he's, he's so expensive. He's perfect for uh, where we're at right yes. now, which is like he's going to play hard, support the young guys, rile up the fans. Yep. He's team first. He gives you something to enjoy. Yeah, um, totally. So it's not just a bunch of young guys. Are we thinking he's an expiring contract that can be flipped? Uh, perhaps. Maybe. Perhaps. I mean, he makes a shitload I mean, of money. I he guess. makes a, <laughs> yeah. he makes a lot of money. Yeah. Um, 
he's off the books. Like after this year, he's, he's a free agent, the books. right? Correct. Okay, cool. Correct. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, obviously he'd be a piece that a contender would want. Sure. Um, but he Energy might guy, be rebounding. too pricey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but like but going back to Mitchell Robinson, yeah, I, I think that um, he's got to. Uh, he's he's such a good shot blocker. He's got to learn how to move his feet better. He give, like he fouls a lot, um, but I also I, I like him on the pick and roll. Yeah, man. Um, and if you can like, scatter his minutes and and KPs, uh, I think that works too. Yeah, he seems um, just like a classic rim runner, right? Like definitely. Like, but if he's his, also fast. He's athletic. Yeah, yeah, he can get up and down the court. Yeah. Um, so you know, he's not just like a tank. Like no, the, yeah. The, I I think he works. You know. Like every center, he's got to learn how to shoot threes because sure, that's sure, where sure. we're at now, but which like, I do think he's working on. He could, um, like, could he be like a poor man's DeAndre Jordan where it's like if all he ever did yeah. is like your job is to rebound, block shots, and flush at the rim, it's like that's the that's a floor. Like that's like his floor. Totally. He and like, look, look, if 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 he hits hits that ceiling, I mean – Man, yeah, who that's knows? a steal out of the draft. Totally, dude. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that excites me. Yeah. Um, what do you know about Alonzo Trier? I know at summer league you were big on this guy. He uh, also has personality issues. Yeah. So what's the, that? That whole deal with the Arizona team last year. Can you walk like, us through that? Like, what exactly? Um, he was I one mean, of the, the broad strokes are that like FBI guys. Yes. <laughs> <Maybe>. Yeah. <laughs> so there was like a lot of shady stuff going uh-huh. on um, with like pain players right. and so it turns out the business. ncaa is like a corrupt organization <laughs> yeah. and like yeah uh 19 you know 18 year old kids are being like grossly you know taken advantage of and it like, turns out 18 year old kids like when offered some money and they don't have any will take yeah, it it turns it's so out shocking yeah yeah um and surprise, surprise, like this massive corporation, the NCAA is like printing money off their likeness. <laughs> like, right. imagine that. So he was one of the guys in the FBI report and he was at University of Arizona. Is that, yes. is that right? Okay. He wasn't, I, I, if I remember correctly, he wasn't one of the guys who was um, suspended. Okay. But his like name surfaced in a his report. name surfaced right. and there was just like, uh, you know, there was that cloud surrounding all those players. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, with the exception of Aiton, just because Aiton was a supreme talent, so right. he seemed to avoid that yeah. more than his teammates did. Sure, um, but Trier's uh, reputation is that he can't play defense. Okay, and he's—I mean, his Twitter handle is Isozo. Jesus, uh, yeah. If <laughs> um, you told me uh, that his favorite player growing up was Carmelo Anthony, I would believe that because yeah. that's sort of his style. That's his style. Um, of game. But that being said. The guy can score at will. I what's mean, he has like, so much talent. What's his NBA comp? Is he is he like J.R. Smith y kind of like like a? Um, he's a bit. I, I guess J.R. was a slasher. A slasher when he was younger. Okay. He 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 can get to the hoop better than J.R. Oh, could, nice. I think. Okay, um, great. So he's got a good handle. Yeah, uh, he's got a great move to the hoop, and he can also also shoot lights out. So great. Um, I I think like he's just like instant offense off the bench. Sweet. That would that would be what I'd look to him for, but he's on a two way contract. Like you don't have to expect too much from him. Right. Um, and again, like he was 
undrafted. So I mean, I, whatever. Honestly, we get. he's he's got good looking talent. I mean, I like that they decided to sort of just take a flyer on two guys that maybe may have had some personality clouds over them. You know, that's to- that's to- that's worth Dude, it. That's where we're at. You, you took your guy in the first round, yeah, and then you like take a flyer on these yeah. guys. Like, why not? Who knows? Maybe it. Works and I out. think that's confidence in Fizz that he can work with these guys totally. and sort of shape them. All right, so I got some questions for you about the upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the upcoming season, and then just like the future a little bit. So, you know, and if you have any questions for me, obviously throw them out there. But like, yeah. what's what do you think like the 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 ceiling, well, like the floor and the ceiling is for Kevin Knox? Like when we hung out at summer league, we watched the Knicks play mm-hmm. against what was it, Trey Burke and the Hawks, right? Yeah, it was the Hawks, and then um, I I caught all three of his games. Yeah. Um, That's right. And then like the Jazz, and then I forget what the third one was. But um, but yeah, that first game that we saw was yeah. against the Hawks. I mean, he looked incredible, just like high flying, yep. just like on a different level from everyone else on the court. That was the thing we knew he had like a nice stroke and yeah. and stuff, and he could play some defense. But uh, his move to the the hoop was like Insane. awesome. Yeah. Um, obviously he had like a couple hiccups in the preseason with, and in scrimmages and stuff. Like yeah, he didn't I'm, shoot well in the preseason. I'm definitely and... tempering expectations. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What are you looking for from him this year? Like what, what are your hopes? So he's coming off the bench to start the season. Right. So yeah. he'll, he'll, I, he'll be the first guy off the bench. Okay. Most likely. Um, unless like somebody in a different position is in foul trouble or something, but, but he'll, he should be the sixth man going, yeah. going forward, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, I like to see him um, average double digit points, yeah, and maybe like seven rebounds, fifteen a points, assists. six yeah. or seven rebounds. I we, mean, that would we, be amazing. Love it, right? Yeah, yeah. I think between that and just like solid active defense, we mm-hmm. take it. I mean, he's nineteen years old. Um, he's right. going to grow into his body. He's going to be guarding guys that are bigger than him yeah, to man. start because he's got to put some weight on, and like yeah. he's going to be, you know, he's going to be guarding threes. Um, that might be, you know, might be longer than him, might be bigger than him. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think there was like so much hype about him coming out of the summer that right. he's going to have a target on his back. <laughs> like there is just no yeah. way to avoid this stuff, especially like people he's are become gonna... like the sexy, like yes. rookie of the year pick now uh, because course. like all the like, you know, people who are like, well, everyone's saying Luka Doncic or, right. or, or, or Aiton. So like, he's kind of the sexy, like yes. NBA Twitter pick now yes. for rookie of the year. So it's a lot, people, a lot of people are going to want to like dunk on him and like yeah. get it on sports center right. at Madison square garden, whatever. Right. But you know, I just, I hope he just stays active mm-hmm. and like, you know, just, just shoots like, like right. just go out there, shoot. Don't like, don't worry about anything. Just play your game. Um, my next question for you is, is the next great like future point guard of the New York Knicks currently on this roster? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. As much as I'd like to say Frank Nielakina is. Yeah. I will say that. Uh, uh, so he's starting tonight instead of Knox. He is. Um, Frank like, is. Frank is. Yeah. I'd like to see him play more minutes at point. I feel like he Let's hasn't see, been given that because defensively like, that's where he belongs. Like he's at his best when he is like pressuring the yes. ball handler top of the key top of the key is he uh, are they slating him at shooting guard probably okay probably so uh we are you know the current state of the like everybody's Knicks playing backcourt. like everybody's playing like, like out of position position like 
Timmy Tiz has this like they're all guards, right? They're just yeah. positionless. But like Tim Hardaway Jr. should be playing the two. Like, yes, he he's did, a like, spot up shooter. Like, yes, his responsibility should be catch and shoot and drive yes. and slash because right. that's what he does well. He should not be like initiating the offense. And then he has mismatches on defense too, so yeah. he looks like a way worse defender than he is. Exactly. Um, so between Frank Trey Burke, Emmanuel right. Moutier, Ron Baker comes off the bench. I do love Ron Baker. I love me some Ron Baker show, man. I love the Baker show. The guy plays with heart. So much heart. Dude, did like, you see if his nose get broken last year? Yeah. That was vicious. Dude, like, vicious. Eight, like Anthony Davis. But, like, he didn't back down. No, man. Love that guy. Love Ronnie. Love Baker. that guy. Yeah. He's way overpaid, but I love it. I love him. <laughs> All right. So, we are thinking that the future of the point guard position is not internal. It's not currently on this team. Probably not. God. So, uh, there's not like a franchise, like, changing point yeah. guard right now i mean the thing about frank is like he's a project you know like he's totally. still he just turned 20 years old we yes. draft him as a 19 year old right his development can't be rushed like he not even the way he plays i don't like his game doesn't even remind me of this player but like i just remember mike conley took like mm-hmm. a solid three and a half years before it was like oh wow i think we got something here right but it really took the grizzlies like and same with gasol just like running them out there and be like just make all your mistakes, like, you know, cut right. your teeth. And Nilakina kind of reminds me in a similar vein to that sort of thing where it's like, I don't, I don't think his ceiling is ever like, he's, I don't, I don't think he's ever going to be John Wall or anything. No, like no, that. no. Like he's not going to be Chris Paul, but I think he's, no, there's like a really good, competent NBA player in there, but he just needs time to develop. I mean, certainly yeah. on the defensive end, man, he's long, oh. he's got those long arms. I don't worry about him on the defensive end no. whatsoever. Like he may be our best defender on yeah. the roster, but I just would love to see him get minutes and shots. And I, yeah. I hope he feels He's, the confidence to just like pull up and start chucking. That's the thing with him is like he can shoot like he has, he is like he has an offensive game. Yeah. He's just so timid about yeah. it. Yeah. He's and like French. French. He's like you're right. I think right. it's like I mean, like I don't mean to be that guy, but like there does seem to be something like very deferential about like he's he's almost too. He's like too unselfish. Yes. A little bit. He'll he'll pass the ball like when he has like a wide open shot. Yeah, which is like, dude, it's okay. Frank. Just shoot. Yeah, like that's Frank. Like, you do it's that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd yeah I'd like to see him be more aggressive at, at times because he played summer league too and like at times like he showed flashes of that but you know he was being guarded half the time by yeah. people that weren't even making an NBA roster totally. so it's like he needs to take that aggressiveness yeah a uh, little bit more. What do you? Uh, my next question is about Mario Hazonia. <laughs> What do yep. you think is possible for Mario Hazonia? He's had like a somewhat disappointing... Whatever the opposite of Frank's defense is, that's <laughs> Mario Hazonia's defense. Yeah. Uh, we... I mean, you look, he he got some more run at the end of last year. Yeah. And offensively, he has a lot of skills. Yeah. Um, How would you describe his game for someone who's never seen him play? God. He's a small forward. He's a small forward. Got some size. Yeah. He can shoot. Um, he can dunk. He can dunk. He's like an um, athletic white guy. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but on defense, like he is just wretched. Yeah, like, Swiss absolutely yeah. wretched. Yeah. Absolutely wretched. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't see uh, the relationship going too far between him and Fizz. I think. Look, I, I think bringing in guys like him and and Vonley, like I think they were just like whatever. We're bringing these guys in. Yeah. They were 
uh, lottery picks yeah, a few not? years ago. Why not? Let's yeah. see if maybe just like a change of scenery helps them out. Again, that's where the Knicks are at. I mean, it's like totally. And I think that's the smart thing to do. I think Vegas has the Knicks pegged at like 26 wins. Right. And so that's where like the expectation level is at. Like certainly among mm-hmm. the NBA community, it's like we expect them to be in the lottery. So the Knicks kind of have Hopefully. an opportunity. They're just like throwing darts at the board. Like, yeah, let's see what Noah Vonley's got left. Like it's a shame Moutier's hurt because you know, he's really the key to that lottery pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh God. Moutier. He's terrible. Oh God. So, okay. Here's my one thought about his Like, okay. you know, he's been kind of bad. He's taken fifth overall in 2015 by the Orlando magic. But my counterpoint right. to that is like, like the magic have sort of been a shit show much like the Knicks. Oh yeah. And they have sort of lacked in the player development department from, right. you know, like whether it's guys like Victor Oladipo mm-hmm. who's traded DeMontis Sabonis, who was drafted by the magic and then <laughs> traded to the thunder. They right. traded Dario Saric <laughs> and a 2017 first round pick for Alfred Payton, who they eventually who, traded who's to gone Phoenix. now too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like time and time again, the magic have made these bonehead personnel decisions I don't know. Yep. Maybe maybe Hazonia finds some second life with like a new opportunity here. Who knows? I don't know. He I apparently he grew up a Knicks fan. So really? he's very excited to be on the he's team. He's Croatian? Does that sound right? Yes. Spanish Croatian? Uh, Hazonia? I don't know. Yeah, he uh, Eastern European, yeah, Eastern sure. Bloc. That sounds yeah. right. Um all right, my next question is about Porzingis. Yep. So Let's talk about this, man. Yeah. Do we want him back? Him. Do we want him back this season? Yes. Well, I mean, we love him. We yes. miss him. He's the best. Do we want him back this season? Absolutely. Yeah. If it, I, I told you before we started recording. Like, what's like, the, if, way, if, the right way to handle his recovery? I think you you have to. First of all, like, the Knicks like, are going to be. There bad. was like talk about him like coming back for the Christmas Day game because it's like against the Bucks and like you Jeez. know the team that he got injured yeah. against and like you know it's like the Christmas Day game is such a big deal every year. Yeah. Yeah. But like. That would be so stupid. Yeah. Like, don't don't do that. I don't want to rush him back. Yeah. Um, he like just given his size and the the nature yes. of that injury, like you do not want to rush him back. But if he sits out the entire year, which of course like idiot Dolan was like, I think he might sit out the entire year. Dolan said that, and that's when everyone started kind of like freaking out that like oh, he Jesus. might because it hadn't been really been said before that he was yeah. going to miss the whole year. But to be honest, I, I don't think anyone tells Dolan anything. So, like, I think yeah. it was just him talking out of his ass. He said, said that it, it, at a concert? or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was before the first song. Yeah, uh, they were at a yeah. Uh, yeah, casino in Phoenix uh, in Scottsdale the other week. Yeah, it was a bunch of geriatrics. And they were like, <laughs> who's Chris Tapps Porzingis? Uh, JD in the straight shot. Yeah, JD in the straight shot. Unbelievable. Awful. All right, so um, if, he, if if KP sits out the entire year, yeah. that, that will be almost two years of him sitting out, which is unacceptable. Yeah. Um, I think the ideal situation is that he feels good going into like late winter. Yeah. And you bring him back for like the last like 15 games. Totally. So he like builds some chemistry with the young guys. Totally support it. A lot of these young guys have had like, you know, three quarters of the season to kind of like get their legs under them a little yep. bit. Um, t- so to me, that's, that's the ideal situation. Cool. Like 15, maybe 20 games, but. All right, and Fizdale. Do you mm-hmm. see? Do you like the fit of Fizdale at coach? Do you see him getting through to these guys? I mean, we'll see. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of propaganda online about like their practices <laughs> and like everyone like staying after really? and people working harder and everyone like feels like there's a big shift. But you know, 
Dude, I'm, people I'm, said you forget, but people said that when Phil like got hired. You know, like right. people were like all excited because like of his pedigree as a coach and how'd that go? Uh, awful. Yeah, I mean, couldn't have been worse. Respect the guy as a legendary Knicks player and an incredible coach, but ma'am, as an executive, God, oof. some people just can't do everything. Yeah, and like he has no business running a team. Yeah, I mean, when I thought about Fizdale, you know, it's like, it's hard for me to even remember the last, like, good to great New York Knicks coach. And I just Googled it. <laughs> well, there was, this. like, the one year, 2013, with, yeah. with Mike Woodson. Right. Dude, there have been 10 Knicks coaches in the last 14 years. Derek Fisher was how coach. many? How many? Derek do you think, Fisher. How many do you think you can remember? Like, so that's one, Fisher. D'Antoni. That's two. Woodson. That's three. Hornacek. That's four. Last last how many years? Last 14 years, we've had 10 coaches, including Fizdale. So that's, including that's Fizdale. five. Uh, 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 oh, man. There's some big fish out there. Think Marbury. Fuck, who's the coach? Uh, in those, like with Steve Francis, those exactly. days. Exactly. Uh, 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 oh, fuck. You want it? Yeah, yeah. Larry Brown? Oh, Larry Brown, of course. Which is still mad that he like got driven away. Larry Brown ushered in the era of... D'Antoni. Is- Isaiah oh, Isaiah Thomas. Thomas. Like, completely forgot that he even coached the team. And then going all the way back to 2004, we had Don Chaney. Oh, Don Chaney, God. Of course. Now, <laughs> this next guy is like... This guy needs like a lifetime achievement award from the Knicks. This next guy, Herb Williams. Oh, Herb. Herb what, actually He had, must have been an interim coach. He was an interim. Dude, he had two interim stints in the last 14 years. So he gets counted twice. So we have Herb once and Herb twice. And then the last one, Herb. the 10th coach. Oh, no, wait. There's two more on the board that you still haven't guessed. One is le- le- legend. Legend, legend, legend. Legendary. Like I believe he maybe has the most total victories and losses of like any NBA NBA coach. Don Nelson? Nope. Lenny Wilkins. Oh, Lenny Wilkins, of course. And then we had an interim stint between Derek Fisher and Jeff Hornacek. Oh, um, um, you know, um, what's his name from the Lakers? Uh, Kurt Rambis. uh, Kurt Rambis. Yeah. God, that's, that's 10. Who was kept around after uh, Derek Fisher was fired. Which is like no reason. Phil's friend. Phil's buddy. God. Crazy. Awful. God, it's been... What a ride. What a ride. It's been, a, it's been a, quite a few years here. Um, all right, so a couple of challenges for the Knicks coming up in the next, you know, in the, in the next season. Mm-hmm. So the first one for Just me... Just a couple? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first one for me is, like, I see the Knicks have to, like, begin to adapt and leave behind the remnants of the triangle offense. Last year, uh-huh. no team in the NBA had a higher ratio of mid-range jumpers... <laughs> to three-point attempts. So they got to do away with the 18-footers. We've just got to commit to, like, new-school NBA, which is, like, threes and stuff in the paint. Right. Um, So that's one. Um, And then, you know, for me, like we were talking about before, I just would love to see – I would love some clarity at the point guard. I would love to see (sighs) Fizz commit some some minutes, some sweat equity to Frank, get him out there, boost his confidence. The thing Um, is, like, look – I like Trey Burke a lot. I think it's a great story. 
the guy like just went off in the G League I and know. like came up. He had a couple of amazing games last season where he like scored yes. forty plus points. Right. What are um, we doing? What are we doing with Traber? Yeah, to me, like he's just like a, a better scoring version of Jared Jack. Like this guy, yeah. like isn't gonna take us into the future. Right. This like, is not like a needle. Like this doesn't like move the needle. It's not a game changer. He's not a part of the plans. Like for right. the next five years, totally. So like, if anything, they should really like, be grooming him as like, uh, like a upstart guard off the bench. You know, like. Right. Unless they're like, well, why don't we like get his value up and then try to trade? Totally. Him, which is totally cool. Yeah. I think we also need to try to trade Courtney Lee, although not great starting. Like he's yeah. hurt, so like not. Great How many years does he have left on his contract? One. He's or an two? expiring contract. Okay, yeah, I would imagine so like, he'll be flipped then. Flip him. I mean, I know they're really married to like keeping Lance Thomas around just for like the tutelage. Yeah. Also, he's like the longest tenured Nick now, which is so bizarre. Wait, really? Yeah. Wow. Not not in history, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On on the current wow. team. Wow. Um, crazy which is really weird um my last question is just like can the knicks play defense like that's basically why (laughs) fizdell is here can he get these guys you know they've been for the last like 20 years they've basically been a below they should that's fizdell's mo that's his mo like they've been a below average defensive team in the league for the last like 20 years so i'm curious if fizdell can get these guys to play with some heart some energy Mm -hmm. um and now i just want to talk to you about like like Dude, like, how, how do we get the team back to relevance? Like, what's the plan here? Like, what's the what's the short-term plan? Yes, this year. We've been talking mostly about this year. Like, how, like how are we relevant in two years or five years? You right. know? Like, if this, was a, if this was a company and we, like, were taking over a company right. and it's just been a shit show mm-hmm. and, like, we are gutting the company and clear, like, firing off everyone and, like, Yeah, rebuilding. we're taking over Papa John's. Exactly, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do we rebuild the empire of Papa John's? Yeah, how do we make the pizza more appealing? Yeah, God. Uh, well, I think it's twofold. First yeah. of all, you develop the young guys this year. Yeah. KP comes back, he's healthy. Right. He, he shows to the rest of the league that he's back. Yeah. Uh, then you, you, you get another lottery pick. Yeah. Maybe Zion Williamson or somebody like like RJ that. RJ Barrett. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then you show that you have stacked a bunch of really talented young players. Yeah. With a franchise player, and next year they start playing really well. And there's like a you know some mojo, some mojo around the league. Like this is a team oh, on the coming. rise. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I think that's how you do it. Yeah. I mean, I think because guys. want to play at MSG. Oh, totally. Like, you see how people turn their game up when they come. Yeah, yeah. When they're on a visiting team. People want to be in New York. They just need to know they're not going to be on an island. It's like, they want to go when there's, like, an infrastructure there, you know? It's like, they want to be the, the, they want to, I don't know, be like the nice little cherry on top. But um, And also, I think, you know, Fizz and Perry seem to be, uh, on the same page and yeah. seem to like have um, like a vision. The personalities, yeah. yeah, the vision and also like the personalities to lure guys in. Totally. You know, to give a good spiel to people to yeah. want to be there. Yeah, player you know? friendly. Like <laughs> Jeff Hornacek could never have done that, you no, know? Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I, the thing, I think they just got to stay the course. Like yeah. right now, I, I think like as a short term objective, like I'm not just saying the teams should be bad this year, but. Right. 
the team needs to be in the lottery. Like, totally. like realistically, we need more lottery picks. They're never going to be even close to um, a playoff caliber team this year. No. So you might as well, be, you know, that's what like we like, been, I look at the, like the Knicks have even been bad at tanking. Yeah. You know, like it's we true. always win those last few games. I know, man. You know, it's just why like, we like why did we have a seven game winning streak? <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, like the year that Frank was taken, like we should have had a higher pick. Been, I know, man. I know, I know. <laughs> we we beat the Sixers on the last day of the season for no reason. Yeah. I mean, I look at the Celtics, like their model for rebuilding, and obviously Danny Ainge is brilliant, but like right. like look with the way look with the way they did it, which was like they stockpiled all these young, like, you know, rangy wing players, mm-hmm. draft picks, and then they, at the 11th hour, go out and grab Kyrie. You right. know, like, they get a Al Horford, they sign someone, and then they build, like, a, a team with a nice cohesion of, like, vets and, like, a young nucleus. And yep. um, They tricked the Sixers into thinking that Jesus, Markel Fultz is a stud. Holy and, shit. Did you yeah. watch the game last night? Yeah. How how I nervous? Bad for, I really feel bad for that kid. We're nervous about him. Yeah, yeah. He also like he doesn't seem like he has a good head on his shoulders. Like he yeah. seems like a really nice kid, but he seems sensitive. He's very sensitive. Yeah, he's supposed. To, I mean, I know Simmons is running the point now, but like you brought him in to be your point guard. Yeah, like it's not good. It's not a good situation. And then also situation. just you know delving in deeper into that team. I, I don't know if you saw like like Embiid was all like really frustrated with Simmons all night. Oh really? Simmons like not 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 making the passes. I was at a bar and they had the Dodgers game. Oh on. yeah. So yeah, they, yeah, yeah. the audio I wasn't listening to the uh, TNT commentary. But. There were like a bunch of turnovers and like times where like Simmons would like shoot a floater when Embiid was wide open under the basket and like you could visit you could see like they're getting pissed at each other. Embiid M- getting really upset, just like hanging huh. his head down like wow. All right, let me throw a couple of odds at you here. Give me some low-risk, high-reward uh, recommendations for my listening audience. These are Vegas odds I just pulled up. So do you want odds to win the East, odds to win the West, odds to win the NBA championship? What do you like? I like I like the Raptors coming out of uh, the East. Ooh, okay. So the Raptors are currently plus 350 to win the East. And what are the Celtics and what are the um, Sixers, Sixers yeah. and Bucks and okay. Pacers. So we have Boston minus one twenty five. Okay. Toronto plus three fifty. Philly pl- Philly plus four hundred. Milwaukee plus fourteen hundred. Ooh. And Indiana I mean, Indiana plus twenty five hundred. I mean, kids, are you trying to make a lot of money? Or are you trying <laughs> to make something? Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, I, the smart play here probably is the Celtics or the Raptors, right? I mean the Raptors plus three fifty. I mean, I, I, I you're interested. That bet, yeah. I think it's worth a little risk. Obviously, you like new coach. Uh, you don't know what Kawhi is yet. Yeah. How you feeling about Kawhi in Toronto? You like the fit? Yeah. Why not? It's a mystery. I mean, I mean I'm, right? look, I love the guy. I think last year was such a mess and it was really depressing. Dude, what the and, hell happened like, down there? It sounded like mistakes on both ends. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I'm still like I don't really quite comprehend what happened with his injury. Yeah, you know, I don't it's think anyone does. I mean, yeah, a so, lot of smoke and mirrors, which is why they're plus three fifty. Yeah, um, but I don't know. The thing with the Celtics is like you got Hayward coming back from a horrendous injury, yeah, and you have Kyrie who is always hurt, right? 
no, look, that team still They're has deep, a man. ton of talent. They are so deep. You know, Tatum's a year uh, a year older. Um, and Horford obviously is like such a rock on that Savvy, team. Savvy man. But um, Jalen Brown, yeah, Jalen Brown, Rosier looked awesome last night. They have one of the Morris um, brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the Morrises, Aaron Baines. All yeah, Aaron sudden, Baines Aaron hits threes Baines now. Is like a good player, right? Incredible. Um, so that team is still for real deep, but like I don't know. Okay, the Raptor, the Raptors to me is the play just to make some more money. Let me give you some Western Conference odds. So we have Golden State minus two seventy five. Yeah, never make that bet because it's just like like you have to bet too much money to make anything. So you're we're betting two hundred and seventy five dollars, and if we're right, we win a hundred bucks. Right, that's how that works. You're okay. betting two seventy five to win a hundred. Now that's like almost a guaranteed hundred dollars. So you know, yeah, yeah, but uh, but you never know. You never know. Uh, Houston Rockets plus 500 Lakers. The Lakers are plus 700. Can I say I made a bet with somebody that I already regret? Someone I know. Someone I play basketball. Yes. I, you, you know, PK, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I made a bet with PK that the Lakers would miss the playoffs entirely. Really? And now I like, dude, well, the thing is we have a, we have a stipulation. Okay. Uh, I'm not mad at that. If they bring in, um, a Jimmy Butler, a or a, if they bring in another star, the bets you reevaluate. Off. The, yeah. Well, the bets off. The bets okay. off. I'm not um, mad at that, man. The thing is, like, like 48, look, 46 wins in the West is like a ninth seed, an eighth seed. There's no assurances, right? Exactly. And look, the Blazers could get blown up before the the season's over. They might blow that team up, um, yeah. which would change things. Sure. And I think like. I feel like the Nuggets will finally yeah. not blow it and yeah. make the playoffs this year. Like you really like it, it's going to be a fight for the six to eight. Totally, dude. Totally. I mean, the um, Lakers won thirty five games last year. Right. To, now they added the best player in the league, of course. But they also added the biggest knuckleheads. And yeah. like, who's getting I, run on that team? A fifteen is it, game improvement. Is, like. Uh, are you giving run to Kuzma and yeah. Josh Hart? Or are you giving run to like Lance Stevenson? Right, they're gonna have like to figure JaVale out a McGee. lot of shit on the fly. I don't know. I don't know. I so definitely. I could, I could see that, uh, and also like Luke Walton, I could see getting really over his head. Sure. Uh, I think they're like so a sixth, seventh, eighth. I'm seat. banking on things not going so great, okay. and LeBron being a year older. <laughs> okay, but hey, you know. The guy's probably got an HGH supply, you know, for days. Hyperbaric so, chamber, I mean, yeah, sleeps yeah, yeah. in the hyperbaric chamber, so. obviously. Before I let you off, what's going on with Jimmy Butler? Is this, uh, <laughs> like... It's crazy to me that, like, we're starting the season and he's and playing he's, for the Wolves? He's still there. Oh, I guess Tibbs We're going to wrap up said, this like, pod in, like, a sec because, like, right. I actually really need to see that shit. Yeah. But um, are, well, do we expect him to stay with the team? Like, this, it's like... Can't. He can't. can't. Right? Uh I would expect him to... You got a landing spot for him? I mean, most likely Miami. Miami would make sense. They have the assets. Um, I mean, we hate the Heat, obviously, but he would be great on that team. Totally. He's like a junkyard dog. That whole team... He's like a... A level junkyard dog, yeah. and that that that's just a team of like role playing Swiss Army knights. And you know guys. he's tied with Mark Wahlberg, so going to Miami <laughs> it just like makes sense. That works. Seems that works right. for him. Um, all right, Dave. Uh, before I let you go, anything you want to plug? Where can people find you online? You're on Twitter. You're on Instagram. I'm on Twitter you- and Instagram yeah. at David Futernick. Okay. Uh, and I have uh, a, a more pod. jokey, yeah, more jokey NBA podcast called. What's it called? The Super Hoopers. The Super Hoopers. So you can find us on, on Twitter. We're at the Super Hoopers and Sweet. Instagram, too. All right, man. Thanks for hopping on the pod. It was my we pleasure. will touch base later in the season. Yeah, man. All Go right, Knicks. Thanks. Go Knicks. 
All right, that was the Knicks State of the Union pod with Dave Futternick. My name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at me at OnTheLine underscore pod. I'm on Instagram. You can send me any of your questions to OnTheLinePod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, subscribe to the show in iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Have a great start to the NBA season. Enjoy watching all the games. It's, uh, it's October. This is always the best time of year. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you.